0: Hi, and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. I'm Christine, your host. We are so glad you are here, and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire, and instill fresh faith in you. We continue with our series, The Detox. We have a guest speaker, Reverend Paul Angu, Associate Pastor at St. Andrew's Kirk, Chennai, shared today's message.
1: Okay, people of God, it's such a joy to share with uh, We Are Zion. Greetings in Jesus' precious name. Um, I've been associated with uh, Pastor Gershom and uh, Christina for a long time. and I'm so glad to share the word with each one of you. Shall we pray and ask God to speak to us as we begin? Father, we thank you for what you have given to each one of us for the priceless gift of Jesus on the cross. And we thank you that today we are your children and we can read and understand your word. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we listen to your word, that he would lead us into all freedom. As we spend some time with your word, listening to you, I pray that you would be the one voice we hear. That we would not go as listeners of your word, but we would be convicted to obey and become better disciples of you. We ask that you would bless this word for us. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. This morning, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, freedom, liberty in Christ. We have a different understanding about freedom when it comes to freedom. The word freedom in dictionary reads this way. The power to act, speak, or think as one wants. Or the state of not being imprisoned. Or enslaved. Or in simple English, it means this way. The condition or right of being able or being allowed to do or say or think what that person wants. Whatever you want to do without being controlled or limited. Without being controlled or limited. What is freedom to you? How is freedom spelled? You know, you look around a lot of these advertisements, the movies and everything. Sometimes we get the understanding that freedom is spelled as free to be dumb or freedom to. But today we are going to explore a little bit about freedom and we are going to see what scriptures say about freedom. G.K. Chesterton talks about freedom in this way. This is what he wants to tell us. You can free things from an alien law or an accidental law, laws that govern us. But you cannot free The laws from their own nature. You cannot free the laws from their own nature. What is he talking about? He goes on further to say, you can free a tiger from being caged behind the bars. But you cannot free the tiger from the bars on its body itself. You cannot free a tiger of its stripes. Otherwise, you are pushing the tiger to ceasing to be the tiger itself. You cannot free a triangle from being triangular. You cannot free a camel from the burden of its hump. And therefore freedom is more than what you and I understand. There are certain ethics that work along. The Bible addresses this too. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul says this beautifully. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the Yoke of bondage. Paul is putting a lot of words into that and packing it. Stand fast. Just those two words remind us that it takes a lot of effort to stand steady, stand firm in this freedom that Christ is giving us. Liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. really means that Paul is telling you and me that It is Christ who has set us free. You and I cannot earn this freedom. It is not what we have earned. And uh, not to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage really means that the law has become burdensome and in a sense unbearable now. And so Paul points us not to become bondaged or yoke ourselves to the law. In simple words, Paul says this, Your salvation cannot be earned. And so using the law, there are a lot of people who try to understand and live this life of freedom even in Christ. Paul brings out the idea that people cannot use the law to merit salvation. Therefore, it's a free gift from God. It's a free gift from God. Freedom is a gift from God that comes along with salvation. I want to read to us Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, but it is a free gift of God. It is a gift of God. Jesus explains even in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus explains that He is the person in whom all of the laws become complete. When you begin to understand this, biblical truth of the scripture and have a relationship with Jesus, you begin to experience true freedom. Having said all of that, I also want to read John 8, 31-36. It simply says this, we would have heard this so many times, the truth shall make you free. Here's the passage, it beautifully reads, stay with me as I begin to build this and uh, deliver what God has put in my heart for you, each one of us. John chapter 8, verses 31 onwards. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my words, you are my disciples. Indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Then they asked him, We are Abraham's descendants. We have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Whoever has committed or commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house of the Lord. But a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. A very critical passage in the New Testament to understand freedom. Freedom today and what the Bible says. Therefore, if the son makes you free, You shall be free indeed. Freedom, therefore, in the scripture has to be understood in three angles. You are free from something. You are freed to do something. And you are free in this identity Christ gives you and me. You are free from something. You are free to do something that gives you a responsibility. And it gives you the liberty to enjoy this freedom in Christ. The scripture says these three things. As we continue, freedom in the eyes of the world may be completely different. But today, that's the background for us to understand freedom as far as the scriptures say. In 1 Peter 2.9, the scriptures talks about a journey from darkness to marvelous light. Freedom from, freedom to. You're not freed. Jesus did not die on the cross for just freedom for us to live anyway and every way. There's a price that was paid. And you and I have been rescued so that we are set free from darkness, which is sin and the bondage of sin. And we are on a journey towards marvelous light, holy, living, living and understanding this freedom in Christ. Freedom to live holy, freedom from sin, freedom to live holy. Bible also says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if you are a new creation, all things have to pass away. You cannot still struggle with the old identity. In other words, we are on the process of being renewed, redeemed and in the life of sanctification of Jesus. You consistently and continually grow and become newer every day in Jesus. So here's the theme that's continuing to be built for you and me. Freedom from, freedom to and freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ does not talk about free to do anything. In fact, the scriptures talk about boundaries. When you talk about boundaries, you and I understand its limitations, right? But here's the oldest boundary that was ever given. For Adam and Eve, it was five things to do and one thing not to do. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, replenish it, have dominion over. And this was given, this was God's commandment to Adam and Eve. And he told them just one thing not to do. Just do not go and eat of that one particular tree. And Adam and Eve exactly ended up doing that one thing. Way later, God gives his people, Israelites, the Ten Commandments. They are a set of do's and don'ts, along with all the 600 plus laws Israelites Israelites had. What does this mean? This means life in its essential boundaries are the way God protects us. So God's freedom for you and me may come in the form of limitations and boundaries. Just think with me, before I share four stories from the Bible shortly for us to understand. Imagine a cricket, a game or a football. And you and I are given the choice to design the game again. And imagine if you would decide to take away the goalposts. How do you think the game would be? The players will be running without not knowing where to score. Or imagine you have the freedom and you've redesigned the football game uh, without boundaries. And you say, you can go anywhere. Do you think the game will be enjoyed? No, the game is lost. The interesting part of the game is actually achieved or the accomplishing part of the game is actually achieved only when the rules are in place. So the love of God... Is translated as the boundaries of God as you and I understand freedom. That's the three parts. Freedom from the scriptures as freedom from you and I are rescued from sin and the power of sin and the darkness that prevails in sin. You're rescued from that, redeemed from that. You are set apart for holy living to marvelous light. And the last one, freedom in Christ is understood as within boundaries that God gives His children because He continues to redeem you and me, continues to give you new life and me, as mentioned in John 10, 10. Um, A thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life in abundance. This abundance is understood as you listen to him and live a life in him within the boundaries. Let me read Galatians 5, chapter 1 before I leave the four points for us. Having understood what freedom is, let's listen and pay attention to Paul's words to the Galatians church and today to We Are Zion too. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Stand fast in this liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You and I are set free for holy living by Christ. Therefore, Paul requests us to understand this freedom, live this life of freedom to the fullest and enjoy this fellowship in Christ. I want to leave four words, four stories for us in which we can understand. Here's a bit of biblical theology that I've shared now. And I want to leave this in the lives of people in the New Testament. You may remember Matthew chapter 22, Jesus says, Uh, to a bunch of people who came and asked him, what's the greatest law? How do we understand the hierarchy in the law, which is important, which is not? To which Jesus responds. Jesus said to him, you shall love your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. The first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two hangs all the laws and the prophets. When you... Ask Jesus, how do I understand these set of laws of the scripture and live a life? Jesus gives two of these commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul. And this is the top of the list. Understanding love of Jesus, living in a love relationship with Jesus helps you and I understand what freedom is all about. There's no other way you can understand what freedom is all about because Freedom is in him and he is the truth because he said so. And the truth is that when the son sets you and me free, we are free indeed. So we're going to look in four stories as to how we understand. First, loveless church. My first point is the loveless church. In Revelations 2 and chapter, uh, chapter 2 and verse 4, we read how God has this against a church that was fantastic in working for him. This is how it reads. I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are not apostles and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my sake and have not become weary. Excellent qualities of a church, isn't it? But listen to verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you. This is God himself against his church. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. The loveless church, when work is present without a relationship with God, you are not free when you are loveless. You are called to live in the community and your identity as a church in the community, as Christians in the community, brothers and sisters coming together. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind and soul. And the second one is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. When work is present without relationship of God, when Christians keep working and working and working without loving God, that's why this is on top of the list. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul. Where is your first love? You really want to enjoy freedom unless and until we understand and enter into a love relationship with Jesus. We cannot understand or live out this freedom. This freedom is in Christ. And so the first loveless works, we need to be set free from loveless works. All these works are great. We are busy in kingdom work. But God calls us this time to understand him, fall in love with him and follow him because he is the way, the truth and the life. Or maybe wait for him at the end and say, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you've left your first love. How has your love relationship been with Jesus? Is it only during the praise and worship times? Is it only... When you open the scriptures, is it only when you come together to talk about the word of God? Here's my first application. Learn to be free from all the work that does not lead us to loving God. Learn to be free from all the work that does not lead us to loving God. Renew your love for God today. Let love be your work for him. Let love be your work for him. The first obstacle, loveless work. I want to move on to the second one. Heartless labor, heartless labor. In Luke chapter 10, verses 42 onwards, you read the story of Jesus going to Martha's house. Jesus going to Martha's house. And he says at the end of the the beautiful story that happens, it's a short passage in Luke chapter 10. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. While Martha is busy getting to serve Jesus, Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to Jesus. Yes, it's important for all our neighbor to serve God, but God calls us patiently to sit at his feet and listen. On the priority list is to listen to God and understand what he is trying to say before we go and serve him. In that whole chapter, beautiful to see how Martha comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, you do not care that my sister is not helping me? Is this really what you want? That my sister will not help me but sit with you and talk? And Jesus answered to her what we read just now. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things of this world. But one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Secondly, Freedom is to understand the words of God. We spoke about the law of God. You are set free from the clutches of sin, from sinful living to marvelous light, to the law, to the word of God. And in Christ, this law turns out to be safety boundaries that God has placed around our lives. The Ten Commandments I did mention, you remember? The first part of the commandments is about loving God because anything to do with God is sacred. The second part is about your community. You shall honor your father and mother. And it goes on. Your community, living around with people, your relationship in the community is sacred. The third one is all the blessings that God has given you. Thou shall not covet the neighbor's things. Thou shall keep the uh, Sabbath day holy. Your time, your blessings, your position is sacred. All these laws are given in fact so that you and I will understand this freedom and live a life that's well lived. If God's word is not understood, if you do not sit at his feet and understand the law, then your basic ability to discern from right and wrong is not there. And Jesus says that very evidently to Martha. When listening to Jesus is not your priority, Jesus will look wrong, just like he did for Martha. When you do not sit at the feet of Jesus and listen, to Martha, Jesus was doing Something wrong. Your ultimate service to God is your obedient listening. Your ultimate service to God is your obedient listening. When Jesus speaks, you better pay attention. I'm not talking about reading the words. I'm talking about meditating upon it. I'm talking about spending time with the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to reveal things to you, the hidden things. Martha chose the better because her heart was for Jesus And she gave on all things and listened to him. She gave up on all things and she chose. Here's my second application. Listen to God. You must be set free from your focus and priority on anything else. If you want to understand freedom, to listen to the word of God, to allow the word of God, the Holy Spirit to lead your life. The more you listen to him, the more you get to know yourself in the light of what he has. And here's something that I want to leave with you. His words are permanent. His words are the sustenance of life. In Matthew 4.4, this is what Jesus said to Satan who came to tempt him. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. For every Christian, the sustenance does not come from just around the world. Your soul matters. And for that sustenance, you have to listen to the word of God. I'm going to move on to my third point pointless wealth. Pointless wealth. If you want to understand freedom, you have to get away from pointless wealth. In Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 27, we see a rich young ruler come to Jesus and ask, Good question, one of the best questions in the world. What must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Here's the right person. The question is addressed too, but the question is completely wrong. Why do I say this? Because this rich young ruler was rich, was young, was a ruler. He had everything going in his life. But with all of those wealth, it became pointless. He could not understand that eternal life cannot be earned. And he comes and asks Jesus. Here's the remark he addresses, he uses to address Jesus. Good teacher, he says. In front of him was standing Jesus, a God in whom all the law is fulfilled. Good teacher to God journey. This man did not understand and have a relationship with God. In fact, Jesus asks him, have you followed all the law? To which he says, yes, I have followed all the law. Tick, 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 tick. All of those goes right when all the laws of the scripture all the commandments of the scripture is followed yet he does not have eternal life why would that be he was so rich but yet so poor in a relationship with god when all his wealth became pointless he could not have a relationship with god what jesus says was startling he says go sell all of what you have and come follow me now jesus is not against money bible is not against money or or being good stewards of it. That's the key word. What Jesus said, will you learn to put me on top of all of that? Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus says this, Do not lay up treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. In simple words, what's the treasure of your heart? You need to be set free to keep Jesus, God, as the treasure of your life. If wealth is sitting there or if health is sitting there or if anything else is sitting there, then that replaces and that binds you, that that keeps you enslaved to what your treasure is. Simple words. Are you a slave to your possessions or are you a steward to your possessions? Are you a steward over your positions or is your positions enslaving you? For this young man, he was rich, he was a ruler and he was uh, uh, having all what he wanted to do. But he still went back with his head down because he could not put loving Jesus on top of all of his wealth. Learn to be a good steward. If you want to be free, learn to be a good steward. You will experience freedom And love God better when your treasure is God himself. Here is my last point and I want to finish. Powerless position. Powerless position. Yes, I am sharing with you four points and this is the last. Powerless position. We heard about the story of the prodigal son, right? Luke 15, 11 to 32. I want us to listen to the story of the elder brother. And today, there are so many elder brothers in the kingdom, unable to enjoy freedom in Christ, failing to be what you're created for. When the younger brother repented and he came back, that aggravated the older brother and he was angry in his heart. The scriptures read, starting from verses 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out. The father didn't only go out to invite the younger brother, also the elder brother. So he went out and pleaded with him. But he answered to the father, look, all these years I've been enslaving for you. I've never disobeyed your orders. I've always stood with you. But this young man goes around, spoils all your money with friends, does things that the father doesn't like and he comes back. And you kill the fattened calf for him. For which the father says, My son, the father said, You are always with me. You are always with me and everything I have is yours. We have to celebrate and be glad because this brother was dead and now he is alive. Do you see the picture what Jesus is trying to tell the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the Bible teachers of those days? The elder brother is being bonded with so much of hatred deep down in his heart that he was so close to the father but so far away from the father. You and I will not be able to enjoy freedom if we are stuck with these positions in life that we think that are centering around us. The elder brother was so much of himself. He wanted to enjoy the whole lot. In fact, his love for the father was not there at all. In fact, his love for the brother was not there at all. There are so many elder brothers in the kingdom of God even today. Bound in the chains of no one else but me. No one else but me should enjoy the father's love, the father's limelight. Elder brothers cannot enjoy the return of their younger brothers or elder sisters cannot enjoy the return of their younger sisters. Cannot share their resources with them. The speck in their eye will be invisible when they look at someone else's eye. Let me put this rightly. The speck in someone else's eye will obviously look bigger all the time than the plank in their own eye. So close yet so far, so alive yet so dead. That's the picture that Jesus gives. I want to close with this one verse in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 onwards. We loved because he loved us first. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother or sister, he or she is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. We have this commandment from him. Whoever loves God must love his brother as well. Be set free today. Don't be the elder brother. If you're the younger brother, you can be welcomed into the arms of God. But if you're the elder brother, then you're welcome into the arms of God as well. The Father walks out to you and me. As I close, my dear brothers and sisters, let's learn to enjoy this life of eternity that Jesus gives us. There is so much freedom in Christ. As you walk out of darkness, as you walk into this newness of living in Jesus, Learn to be free from loveless work. Renew your love for God today. Let love be work for him. Let love be your work for him. Learn to be free from heartless labor. Listen to the word of God for permanence and sustenance. Learn to be free from pointless wealth. Learn to become good stewards in God's kingdom. And the last one, learn to be free from selfish elder brother syndrome. Learn to become an elder brother or an elder sister for someone in the kingdom of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for helping us listen to your word. And we truly want to understand better and live this freedom. You've given us freedom. On the cross, you paid the price for us and set us free. We thank you for Jesus and that this freedom is given to us as a free gift. And so we approach your throne of grace with gratitude. As we walk forward, O Lord, we pray that you would keep our hearts and our lives far away from being enslaved in this bondage. That you who set us free, we would learn to keep our feet free and not in bondage. Set us free so we can enjoy the life that you came to give us in abundance. The freedom to live your life in and through our lives. Bless each one of us who heard your word. We want to be set free and living this life of newness. May our lives never resemble the old self. May our feet continue to walk closer to you. And our hearts and our minds be renewed and refreshed each day as we walk away from the clutches of sin, from the grip of sin into holy living. Lead us forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus, finds life.